Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, we're going to be continuing with our series that we began recently titled Seeing Clearly, Seeing Clearly. And we, it's actually taking parables from Jesus and we're studying those, particularly here in the book of Luke is where we're going to be focusing. And we started last time, um, or recently we started, in looking at uh, the, the one that we know as the prodigal son. The, the prodigal son, and actually it's the, really the lost son is what that parable is about. We stopped in the middle, but we're going to finish it today. We're going to pick up and finish it today. So if you would open your Bible for me to the book of Luke, chapter 15, the book of Luke, chapter 15, and we're going to begin at verse 25, Luke 15 and verse 25. And the word of God reads, it says, now his eldest son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found." We're going to speak today from the subject, don't you see? Don't you see? Here, very familiar scripture. We understand that this passage, he, as the passage began, the son, the elder son was out working, working hard in the fields, came up and heard all of this music and saw dancing and all of this. And he says, What's going on? He asked one of the servants. The servant came and said to him, listen, your brother, your, your father ordered that the fatted calf be killed because your brother who was lost is now found and he's back. He's here and he's alive and well. He's alive or well, or he's safe and sound was the word that he used. Safe and sound. Now, I want you to understand that safe and sound meant well. Safe and sound meant well. Specifically, well means well in health and right mind. Well in health and right mind. Why is that important, Pastor? You see, when the youngest son left, 
he was not in his right mind. He was not in his right mind. He was disillusioned. He was delusional, not perceiving what was true. But now he could see things clearly and understood truth, understood truth. I need someone to type in chat in your right mind, in your right mind. Listen, we take that for granted, but it's a blessing to be in your right mind. It's a blessing to be able to perceive God for who he is and to know who you are in him. That is important. It's a blessing to know that. To be in your right mind, to not be able to be easily deceived or lured away, away from the Father and the things that he's called for you to do. To be in your right mind is such a blessing. Here, he was in his right mind. I want you to look with me now at verse 28. At verse 28, he says, and he was angry, speaking of the elder son, and he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. In other words, the father came out pleading with him, son, son, come on in. What's wrong? Son, come on in. Come on in. Don't stay out here by yourself. Come on in, son. So here it was. The elder brother was mad. He was mad. Didn't want to go in. He didn't want to deal with his father. <laughs> it wasn't so much everybody else. He didn't want to deal with his father. He didn't want to speak with his father because he didn't want him to know that he felt as though his younger brother should not have come in and he should have been kept out. That's what he wanted him to know, but he didn't want to say it. He didn't want to say it. He didn't want to even face him. But the father came out. He came out because he's always concerned about all of his children. The father is always concerned about all of his children. Now, I want you to make a quick note and recognize something here. Because remember when the, 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 the lost son, or we also call him the prodigal son, remember when he left? He begged for all this stuff. He gave him his, his, his inheritance. He left, walked off the porch. And there's some people that would say, well, oh, the father, he went out looking high and low, trying to find the son. There's nothing in scripture that says that. Nothing at all. The father stayed exactly where he was. It wasn't until he could see his son running from afar off that he ran to greet him. But the second he didn't see his elder son, he went looking for him. Where is he? I've got to find where my son is. I've got to see what's going on with him. It's important to note that. See, he didn't go running after the prodigal, but he went to find the elder son. He went to find the eldest son. We're going to find out in a minute why. We're going to find out in a minute why. Listen, he also, I want you to look down with me at verse 29. Look at verse 29. There it says, And he, speaking of the eldest son, answering, said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I may, might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living, your living is what he's saying, thy living, he spent your money, he threw it away, with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. Now this is what this son is saying. He's getting daddy told. <laughs> he said, what, are you crazy? Do you know what you've done? This is what he's saying to him. 
Do you have any idea what you do? You know what I've been doing back here all these years? And there's nothing that you've ever asked me to do that I miss a mark. I never messed up. Okay, let's, let's, let's pause for just a moment. <laughs> here the elder brother was proud of his own virtue. Who's proud of his own virtue? Nothing wrong with that. You should be proud when you do well. Absolutely. He was proud of his own virtue and judgmental of his brother's transgressions. Very judgmental of his brother's transgressions. Many times when a son or even a daughter has done well, to see that the desires of their parents are, are met, take, ex take exception when siblings who have not done so are well received. Oftentimes, they have issues with that. The faithful son or daughter often believes that he or she should receive all the favor and love from the father. Wait a minute, why are you doing all that for them? You know all the stuff I just did? You know all the stuff I did? Well, why are you doing that? The, the, this, this son also tends to lack compassion toward the siblings who have been restored. They lack compassion toward the siblings. Notice this. I want you to notice his perfection complex. Notice his perfection complex. Watch this. He stated that he had not made any transgressions, not made any transgressions against his father's commandments. Not once at any time. He never made a mistake that required his father's forgiveness. He never did anything that displeased the father. He said, I've never done that. Never at one time. Out of his anger and even arrogance, he doesn't remember the compassion that his father has had to have on him in the past. There's one thing I always teach as a principle. When you look at the, when, when you sit there and you take everything to an extreme, oftentimes it's error. Oftentimes, anything to a stream, I never, you never messed up one time. Well, this book tells me that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So how is it that you never made a mistake that required restoration, that required forgiveness? You know, when I talk about measuring it now, now he's trying to measure it. No, 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 don't measure it. You said you never did. <laughs> There's a problem with that, okay? So that's the one thing you have to look at. It's out of an arrogance and an anger that he's responding. But let's be clear, to his credit, to his credit, it's important to notice that he obviously had been much more responsible than the other brother. <laughs> it's obvious. He just came out of the field working, tending to everything that was out there. He just came back making sure that all the servants were taken care of, that their food was where it needed to be so that they could take care of their families. He just did the stuff that he was supposed to do now. So let's be clear. It's not as though he was doing the same thing. It isn't. But there's some other things that we've got to be careful of, be very careful of. This brings or this does bring a very important principle to light that we need to make mention of. Good men need to pay attention to their pride. 
good men need to pay attention to their pride. This is men and women. It's important because the pride, which is a corruption that rises out of the ashes of all corruptions. We have to be careful. Remember, it's your pride that does what? It proceeds a fall. So we've got to be careful of that. We've got to be careful of that. When you have served God a long time and have not been involved in habitual sin or iniquity, be humbly thankful. Do you hear me? Be humbly thankful, but not proud and arrogant. Remember, the word clearly says, but for the grace of God, there go I. So we've got to be careful. Don't, 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 don't look down your nose. Don't get too proud. Understand? Because you can trip. And that's the thing you have to be mindful of. Be careful. I need somebody to type in chat, I am thankful. I am thankful. Notice there's nothing in this discourse that shows that this elder son is thankful. And we're about to see that there's a few reasons why he should be. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. The, the son also took exception to the father having a celebration with such a sacrifice as a fatted calf. Now, that's an expensive treat to get the fatted calf. Oh, they, they had to be grown and, and fed. And, and this was something that you could have sold for a lot of money. But he got it out. He said, no, kill the fatted calf. My son is home and it's time to celebrate. And he said, wait a minute. Why in the world would you do that for such a son? Don't you realize you've never even, the son complained. He said, you, you, you've done all this celebrating, but you've never allowed me to celebrate with my friends. When have you allowed me to celebrate with my friends? I, I'm not even talking about a fatted calf. You could kill a kid, a, a small goat. <laughs> we we would have been happy with that. You didn't even let me do that. And we have to look at a couple things. First, the celebration was with family and loved ones. Scripture never says that the younger son was sent to invite friends. Never says that outside of the house. Doesn't even denote it. Secondly, how would you know? You never went in the house. <laughs> you never went in. You didn't even look. You heard and you saw heads bopping up and down. You're like, ah, I'm not going in there. You, you didn't even try to see. Now, Maybe it was their tradition. Maybe it was their tradition. If they have a celebration, they notify everyone in that area and everyone was able to come. It could be. It could be. We'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. We don't know. But yet he did make that assumption. Secondly, are we to believe that during the course of their lives and even during the time that the, 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 the prodigal was gone, that the father didn't celebrate with the family at all. <laughs> the father didn't do anything to show his appreciation for anyone. Is that what we are to believe? Is that what we're seeing? Because I don't see that here. <laughs> so where did he get this from? Okay, let's look further. Let's look further. Finally, this, this oldest son, he stands in such staunch judgment of his younger brother. Notice he doesn't even refer to him as his brother. Instead, he calls him this 
thy son. This, thy son. Why in the world did he do that? Well, it's easier to reject what you're not connected to. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.